Hello and welcome to Spoilerama. I'm Mick Jordan. And I'm Marina Gorski. And today we're going to be talking about Lawrence of Arabia, the recent re-release on 70mm, uh, which we saw at the IFI. And it was Marina's first time seeing film in on the cinema, I think. Again, I was... I was a virgin. No, what, no what we're you not say? Divergenized? Is that a word? Oh, sweet Jesus, God. Yeah, so there you go, folks. Okay, so that was... This <laughs> year... Oh, no, it was last year, the year of losing virginities, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to get involved in this <laughs> conversation. This is your first time seeing a film in a cinema, rather than digital experience. Thank and it has some impact on her. <laughs> <laughs> it's made her ill. So I will ask you first, because I didn't say anything while we're watching it or even immediately after, the whole four hours of it. Did you notice the difference? No. Really? Well, not really. Oh, I'm surprised. Because I did very much do it this one. Well, the problem is this film is old. Right. So... So you're looking at it as the quality is old. The quality of the print. Well, yeah. Everything is just kind of, you know... So that's why I, I didn't notice that much of a difference. I should see a film that's out now... In 70mm. Okay. Yeah, because that's what I would say. Dunkirk looked just like that. Oh, cool. And I actually thought at the time when I saw Dunkirk, because it's so long since I've seen a film projected like that, that I thought he had deliberately altered the colour coding or something. But it was, you said it was yellowish, wasn't it? Not yellowish, but I mean, it just has that old-fashioned look to it that you're talking about. Yeah, because about with, with this film, Lawrence of Arabia, everything is already yellowish because it's in the desert. Yes. <laughs> so that's why I thought it's an old-looking-ish desert a lot of yellow <laughs> right and orange so i didn't really notice that much i don't know okay well it'll be interesting when murder on the orange express comes out then yes 70 millimeter as well but i would i just think it looks after a while i was appreciating it more and more and just how well it looks in competition because again as i said i saw dunkirk in 70 millimeter and then saw shortly after in digital and it felt like someone had put a piece a plate of glass in front of the film now, I'm used to digital now. Obviously, yeah. we all are. So, to me, something like this is a treat. Was it anything special about it even to you? Or you just... just Not the fact that it's 70 millimeter, because I honestly didn't even notice the difference. Um, because the film was entertaining in itself. You kind of forget about it. Good. So, um, yeah, I don't... Like, it, it's special because it's Lawrence of Arabia on the big screen. Right. Which you don't really get many chances to do that. No, it was, well, one thing was interesting. The last time I saw Lawrence Arabia was in the cinema, was in Savoy, Savoy 1. And it was in 1988. I didn't realise that until right at the end, when it said 1988 restoration. I said, oh my God, it must have been that long ago that I saw it. And it was the full four-hour version, because the original one was three. I checked that online, it was a three-hour version. Oh, right. So this was actually the, the director's cut, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. What happened was, you see, again, it was that David Lean actually did cut it to three hours as he was asked to um, in, in 1962. But that was just standard. Like he was, And I think it was also, he probably would have been in favour of himself because it meant they could show up more often. A four-hour film, you can only show twice a day. Three yeah. hours, you can show three. So this was the logic of it then. But then in the 80s, someone came up with the idea, like there was no concept of a director's cuts until around then. Someone came up with the idea, well, we know there's a four-hour version of Lawrence of Arabia and it was one of the most celebrated films ever. Let's try and get that together. And they did... And a huge amount, most of what they found, all they had was the film. They didn't have any dialogue. Right. So a lot of the scenes in there were redubbed in 1988. 
So Peter O'Toole was doing his lines again. Yeah. But to me, because his voice hasn't changed in that length of time. Yeah, but it's still, imagine having to go back and do all the voice of everything. Well, they, I saw a documentary on it. They were, they loved it. But, but it was just so funny to see them all, like Patricia O'Toole there says, I know how to play the part now. Yeah. <laughs> this sort of attitude and so on. But of the film itself. Yes. Did you enjoy it? I did. did. It was gas. Oh, for God's sake. Yes, yes, she said that. I think it was 20 minutes into it. This is gas. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking, yes, we, they should re-release it with a poster saying, Lawrence of Arabia. It's gas. Or Marina when, Gorsky. Yeah. Like those little reviews yeah, from the from Times and all this. Yeah. So all the other clubs. Epic. Historic. Beautiful. Masterpiece of modern cinema. It's gas. Yes. So why was it gas? Well, the main character, Peter O'Toole's character, was gas. He's very funny. And right. just everything. The jokes. And I don't want to sound racist, but a few parts of the Arabic stuff. Okay. That was in it. Like the women. <laughs> well, first of all, there are no women. Like, I mean, this is one of the other... There th- is. Oh, no, there is, but they're just purely extras. Oh, yeah, they're extras. So this is what I mean. Yeah. It, 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 I'm not laughing at the culture now, please. But I might be. But <laughs> You're laughing at the way it's portrayed in the film. Yes. Because when the men were going out to war, the women were all standing on these sand dunes going... They were not. That's Indian. They were doing that. No, they were making. They were singing. It's just your tone deaf. Okay. And ignorance. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't like. I don't think it's a negative portrayal. Oh no, it's not negative. It's not negative. Like considering for the time it was. Yeah. And it's actually a very positive portrayal because the people, the only people who are portrayed badly in the British, really. Yeah. True. Um. Yeah, that was. See, I like. Hmm, how to explain? Because I don't want to sound racist. Perish the thought. Yes. Um. It's just bits of it that are very, very funny. <laughs> like. Well, you can you can laugh with someone at their culture. Yeah. What is it particularly? It's just it's just stuff you know that you don't expect seeing in the cinema, and then when you see it, and it's because it's a funny film, you kind of laugh about it too. Okay. Um, you know, just the stuff they'd say and the way they'd sit down and the way they're easily convinced by the British and all these little things and the women. That was the main bit for me, the women. Right. Well, the women and the way Peter O'Toole would just walk around in his robes. Robes. Yeah, but that's, he was that's, a, yeah, but that that's, he was a fairy. Yeah, but that's mocking him. Yeah, I know. I mean, and in fact, for that scene, it was, they had no idea what to do when they were filming it. That's improvised. Because they just basically had Omar Sharif give him his new robe. So he's now an Arab. And he's just dressed in them. And then it's a, it's a bit flat. So David Lean took him aside and said, look, go behind that sand dune and do what you think you would do if you suddenly got this thing. So he did it all on the spot. <laughs> and so they obviously then added in the insert where he just floats by and Anthony Quinn is getting on the horse, <laughs> which is very funny. No, I think it's it's a wonderful film for that. It is very funny at times because it's so tense most of the yeah. time. There's oh, so much yeah. tension. And I do love the fact that it gets serious as well. Oh, it's very And serious. how easily Peter O'Toole's character is then power-driven. Yeah. By all, by everything. Crazy. And then, yeah, and then he um, suddenly likes killing yeah. and likes bloodshedding and war and whatever. 
and you know he was so nice and cute at the start and funny even especially when he comes in back from conquering was it Aqaba yeah back into the British embassy place in Cairo and everyone's just staring at him because he's dressed in the robe and he's just there like looking very um what you call intense yeah but like when you know when someone's not like not absent-minded but like you know he's just not there Right. Because he's been through so much, so he's just like, you know, staring into nothing. Mm-hmm. And he's just sitting there. Shell-shocked. Yeah. Practically. And he just gets a lemonade for the kid. <laughs> I love the way he says it as well. Um, and the kid guzzles down the lemonade and turns around, he likes your lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> and because it was an incredibly funny line in itself, because it was so tense up to that moment. Yeah. Like what they've just been through. They've been through an absolute major battle. And all he says, he likes your lemonade. <laughs> and especially when he so turns to, to uh, is it the general or something? And he says, and we need a bed with sheets. It's for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you think of Peter O'Toole in the part? Oh, very good. This I think I think it suited so much. Yeah. Like his face and everything to the character. Well, he's so intense and strange yeah like from start to finish he's strange and even then when um, like he's reporting to his general or whatever at the very start and he says are you being insupportant he says no it's just my manner (laughs) (laughs) he's just very camp yeah and a feast is basically the word that we use at the time um and at the time like it was his first part it was he was a stage actor he'd never been in films before but Noel Coward who's famous playwright at the time commented on it he said if he'd been any prettier you'd have to call it Florence of Arabia yes because he's so like he's so beautiful looking like yeah the, and the blue eyes are really emphasized oh he's not so, really beautiful no I but I mean it's well it's almost like mannequin beauty like he's really yeah but like yeah the, the yellow hair and yeah the, which is yeah. dyed like that's not his hair color as well um, but one thing that I don't know how I feel about is the way the Arabs called him Orange. Okay, why? <laughs> because I think they would be, they'd be okay in saying. Oh no, was it no, the, the, Well, they didn't have a problem saying. Like, remember, it's Omar Sharif who changes his name Farhad. Ah, it? okay. this, it's actually it's a sort of, it's an Arabic version of his name. Ah, they right, can, they right, can right, say right, right. They so I, I missed that. Right. I was probably sleeping at that part. Yeah, you did say thirty minutes into the film. Says, oh, I think I've got sleep. That's three and a half hours. I know, but it was very at the start when he was starting to go into. Um, I think he was on his horse. On a camel. He was on a camel. He was never on a horse. He was. Oh, he was. Right. At some point, I think he was. Um, or maybe not. I well, can't remember. At the start, he wasn't when he was going into the desert to find Prince. Yeah. Harry. Oh, that was a camel. Yeah. I do you think he was on a horse at some point? Anyway. He, um, that part was very kind of slow. So I was like, uh, kind of going. And I said, no, don't. So I, I started drinking my tea and eating M&M's. And that <laughs> perked me up a bit more. Well, I would say that might have been the bits that were cut out. Because it is. Okay. I, and I'd say it's deliberately done. Because I was aware of that. And I was saying, yeah, but this is, it's meant to make you feel this is an event. You're on the journey with it. Rather than oh, having right. just arrived, I mean, because I just, you just basically have to let it go with you. Mm. Because the whole thing of the film is, it's meant to be an experience. It's not just go in, sit down in the cinema, watch a film, leave. It's the whole thing, like the overture at the start. 
Yes. Like, which, which, <laughs> for listeners out there who don't know, like Marina clearly didn't at the time, there was an overture before the film, which means like there's no film. It's just basically a medley of music from the film plays for about three, three or four minutes before the film gets started. They did the same for um, The Hateful Eight. Okay. So, but they had a big splay on the screen saying overture to let people know. Because in the 60s, what would have happened was, as I said to you, the cinema would have gone black. So it would have been blackened room, no lights or anything. And then you just hear that music for about five minutes. And then the curtains would open at the end and Columbia would come up. Like it's, it's to make it launch you into yeah. the event. And they're trying to duplicate it as much as possible there. So, but that's what it is. It's like people have dedicated four hours of their day to go and see this film. It's not just, ah, oh, go and see a film on the way home. It's yeah. planned, it's booked, it's a real showcase event. And that's why there's the intermission a lot. And that's where it just settled into, dude, I don't think about, oh, there's four hours of this to go. You just say, well, this is my day. This is what I'm spending today doing. Yeah. Well, I didn't think of that either. Like it didn't, like as much as it was four hours. Mm. You weren't worried about that during the film watching it. Because you're by it. Yeah. So it wasn't like, you know, it's not, you'd feel the four hours more if it was some kind of historical documentary on the World War or oh, something. Yeah. Well, if yeah, if well, it's, it's so well paced. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, a lot of these films that have been cut down from the original in Forest to about three feel very slow when they're cut. Because this is the way it's meant to go. So you just go with it and you don't even think of it. There's four hours left to go. You're yeah. just enjoying where you are now. Yeah. Um, but one classic one on that like you know where Omar Sharif first appears yes like where they're at the well and the long ride of him coming towards them that was cut that was one of the most famous scenes it's now one of the most famous yeah, scenes yeah and it's an amazing history. scene but it was all it was cut out yeah it was basically just they turn around they see something and then he arrives and shoots the guy and that was one of the, the that was what the reason for restoring it at the time because so it was one of the most famous shots when it was first shown and it had disappeared and also as well, it was shot with a special lens, specially created for that scene. So as to get it all in one shot because the whole mirage effect, the yeah. shimmering and so on. And that lens has never been used again. And it's in a museum because it can only, it only works for a shot like that. So it's the, a lens was specially designed for that one 10, 20 second shot. And it's in a museum. Cool. Now. It's called the Lawrence shot, Lawrence lens or something like that. Cool. Now, now this is again it's according to IMDB they could be making it all up but that's what I read afterwards. yeah so people but, like, can edit the you know like in Wikipedia oh, you yeah, can they edit can. well I, I think I used I'm to do that yeah what, and make up complete lies yeah one of them was about the air conditioning and I, and I remember we, we said that the first idea of the air conditioning air conditioner um, was Shakespeare's idea <laughs> and that later on he fell in love with something else and then Da Vinci stole his idea and all this stuff, even though one came before the other and all that crap. God, you people were gas. It was there for three gas, days. Yeah. Well, I was eight. Okay. Well, you're very imagined from creative and heard of Shakespeare and Da Vinci at the age of eight. So very educated too. <gasps> all right. Moving on. <laughs> uh, so you enjoyed the experience of the whole four hour thing the intermission and everything yeah. as well did you enjoy that break and going out so did you feel it was more of a, an event like i'm saying the way it's meant to be than just seeing a film in the cinema yeah definitely um yeah <laughs> <laughs> because that's what i said sort of, because this is what we've been missing with savoy one this is what they're trying to with savoy one going what they're trying to do is just boxes that you just walk in go out because i was even conscious yeah. of, uh, the last film i'd seen in cinema was the snowman 
and the snowman it was a nice enough screen it was odious but they don't even bother filling the screen it's just projected oh, yeah. into the middle of the screen yeah. and that's so annoying you said you might as well just put it on a wall well the Eingham seat does it very well um, okay as in no no not, not projecting it in the middle of the screen they do the screen very well it okay. fills the screen right which is fine that, that would be the way I'd like it yeah but at the same time it's I just so weird that it's digital with the whole cinema now it's just come in go come in go yeah. it's a term whereas this is people are all gathered together like a lot of people were around talking and so on they were all there at the event and there is the good news this is what I didn't say to but maybe you've heard have you heard about the Stella about the what the Stella cinema no um, I might have said it to you before when I first heard about it that they were reopening Stella's cinema in Rapines okay oh I think you have yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. well it's now ready to be open it's going to open next week and they've completely refurbished it back to what it was like in 1923. Okay, interesting. It's because it was like when I knew it in the 80s, it was just a local two screen cinema. Yeah. Screen cinema. Basically, it was a balcony upstairs, which they turned into a smaller screen. But now what they've, they've gutted it. They've restored the original ceiling that was there in 1923. It's all been designed to look like it did in 1923. The Art Deco, the whole lot. There's a cocktail bar and there's a there will be popcorn, don't worry. Okay, but they actually, good. they make the popcorn there for you. Oh, like it's interesting. All, okay, we have to go it. then. Now, the thing, oh God, yes. Like it's it's an event and also all the chairs, it's not like normal cinema chairs, they're Pullman armchairs with their own little table. Aww. And if you want to order food or drink, it's brought to you. See, you they're wouldn't gracious. like that though, would you? Probably not. Yeah. But I won't mind. I won't mind. I mean, no, I like the luxury element of it, like it's been signed, but it's going to be 20 euros to see a film. It's not I don't mind. It's the experience, it's really. It's going to pain. be a phenomenal experience, yeah. I would say. And they're not sure what they're going to show yet. Um, they said they will show a mixture of mainstream, but also classics. So they're obviously they don't want to be an ordinary cinema because the Omniplex is just down the road. They can't yeah. be in competition yeah. with that. It has to. They said their whole idea of it, it's meant to be an event to go and see a film there, like go to see Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. Now it will be digital. I'd say they might at some point go up to 35 or 70 or whatever but it's I'll show you afterwards just photographs of it online and so on it looks amazing it's just this beautiful cinema palace and you just walk in and you're there and they have beds right in the beds? very front row they have beds so I mean it would be like people who just want to lie back and watch the film I don't so know so I can literally sleep no you're yeah. nowhere near them <laughs> you're going to sit right at the back and they will be opening the balcony Cool. So it's, and I like that the ambassador was the only cinema I ever knew of to have a balcony. Oh, I think the Adelphi might have had a one point. You know the ambassador yes. of Comfort Street? That's, it's, it's closed up. Maybe it's still there. It was, but that, that was famous for having the main balcony cinema. But it's a long time since they've had that. So this is what will be. And you're out. excited I'm for. thrilled. I mean, I'm, the fuck's have I won now? <laughs> they can close it all the way. No. Wall. No, no, obviously I do want to keep it. But this is. Traitor. No. All your bullshit posting on Spoilerama. Oh, please, sign the petition to save some I won. And now you're like, fuck some I won. Excuse me. Really? Is that what you want to show? I put that petition. Hypocrite. Yes, you haven't even signed it yet. No, because you're a hypocrite. I don't know if that's even real. Yes, it is. Making people sign it to get you a cinema with beds. No, (laughs) (laughs) I want boats. Can't I have boats? You can, just don't say fuck some I won then. I mean, I shouldn't have said fuck Savoy 1. Love Savoy 1. Fuck IMC. Who are fucking up Savoy 1. 
Okay, better. Okay, so this <laughs> lovely podcast about Lawrence of Arabia, that all these people who saw it in 1960, oh, I'd love to hear a podcast about Lawrence of Arabia. Fuck some of you <laughs> Why do they say fuck all the time and frigidity? <laughs> is that what I expect? Yes, that's what they sound like, is it? No. Mm. Okay, you're on form today. Well, I am in my own house. Yes. <laughs> that's why I'm being polite and decorous. No, you're not. You're saying fuck in my house. Frank is only a tiny baby, you know. that. Dog. Can't Dog. <laughs> Marina does not have a tiny baby in here <laughs> that she's cruelly called Frank. Not called Frank. Frankie goes to Hollywood. Yeah, his actual name is Frankie goes to Hollywood. Yeah, said that. And I ever still his name this week. Yes, obviously. No, they were changing it every week before. No, it was just Frank. And okay. every time Frank's hyper, I just say, "Relax, don't do it." <laughs> Let's leave it at that then. <laughs> so, thank you for joining us. On this that was episode. a very quick. We said basically nothing about Lawrence of Arabia. Yes, we did. Okay. We said quite a lot. Okay. Well, you I loved it. Now there. Oh, yes. But you want to give it a star and now, Yes, I'll give it a... Mine is not you're, a star you're, you're, rating. I'll, you're rating. You're much better digital I'll rating. give it a 9.5. Well done. And I'll give it a five star. Mm-hmm. No matter what I say, <laughs> you're going to do that. <laughs> Very mature. Okay. Thank you for listening. I've been Mick Jordan. And I've been Marina Gorski. Woohoo!